ravaged the kingdom of Crustia for a hundred years. Now that the crippling war is over, Crustia, having claimed victory over the Orcish territories, now struggles to rebuild its powerful empire. New lands and new business opportunities have opened up as the Orcish hordes were pushed south. The jungles of the entangled coast have begun to be cleared. Fields of the highly sought after Sacrum plant have been planted in vast clearings cut and burned from the jungle. Fields of battle have become fields of sweet sugar tended to by the prisoners of war. We find ourselves in the vast forests outside of the kingdom of Crustia. Upon a hillside there lays an elf, sat crisscross on the top of the hill. His eyes open, yet they see only smoke and fire. As memories wash over him, the screams of orcs, the screams of humans. His hands shake. His jaw is clenched. As he feels a familiar wet nose brush against his neck, snapping him back to reality in that moment. We find Sid Voran sitting atop that hill with his faithful companion Finn, an old bloodhound next to him. Sid, why don't you tell us a little bit about your character? <clears throat> well, my name is Sid Moran. I am a ex-soldier from the Wood Elf Elven Army. I was a animal handler for the army. Uh, my faithful companion here, Finn, has been following me since a young age when my parents kicked me out of the house after I had a incident with my brother after I first learned my shape-shifting abilities, I awokened with the body of my brother under my paws. And since then, I've traveled along the roadside <clears throat> and into the forests until I met my druid helper man, Mongo. <laughs> Mr. Mongo. <laughs> Mr. Mongo. He was a, a gnome a very drunk gnome who had some uh, similar shape-shifting abilities that kind of kept me on the right path. And after I, I studied with Mongo for a bit, I joined the military. And uh, um, I, let's just say my past didn't align with uh, the military and their ways, and I left. There was a lot of dark times in those times <laughs> and that's me that's Sid Valerian and this is my faithful mutt Finn excellent as you're shook awake from your daymare of the troubled past <clears throat> in your military days looking down at this valley of once injured goats that you've been tending to for the last week the winter's been hard on them, but you've managed to boost their spirits and, and mend this uh, this illness that was sweeping through the flock. Goat Daddy. Goat Daddy himself, <laughs> Sid. Sid the Goat Daddy. Um, yeah, I'm going to bang, bang me up, my friend. Um, <laughs> I can feel it coursing through my veins. Cheers, boys. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, looking down at the <clears throat> the dirt path that leads up to this perch where you've been staying on top of this hill for some time, you see a dark figure approaching. Above him, circling slowly, a vulture in the sky. As he 
approaches, you can see his tall, gangly stature and his tall top hat above him. His eyes are sunken and his face is gaunt. <clears throat> he approaches you. He speaks. Are you Sid Lorian? <clears throat> Excuse me. Varan? Veranda. Ver- <laughs> Just do Veranda. That's Are easier. You Sid Veranda. Well, hell's bells, friend. I haven't seen you around these parts in a while. Who, who, who are you? I am the messenger. The messenger for who? <clears throat> Ministry of Revenue. As he hands out a letter to you, the seal. <clears throat> An unfamiliar seal. As soon as you take the letter from his hand, he speaks no more as he turns and walks away. Do you break the seal of the letter and read the contents within? Uh, Sid looks down to Finn and uh, he's like, well, that, that's a, that's a weird gentleman that just showed up. Uh, I guess I will open up this seal. I crack it open. You crack open the wax seal on the parchment letter and unroll it. Uh, there at the top, you see your name. Dear Mr. Sid Veranda, it is our obligation to inform you that upon the demise of Mr. Charth Varan Swordsway, who you recognize that name, Charth, an uncle of yours, Charth Varan Swordsway and Miss Badly Varan Swordsway. That must be that snooty high elf that he married some years ago. You have co-inherited their estate and business venture, Swordsway Manor and the Sugar Rush Farms. Your passage aboard the good ship Lollipop to the Duchy of the Entangled Coast. <laughs> has been prearranged, departing from Crustia on the 19th of Utar. That's just less than a week away. The official reading of the will will be held in the office of Mr. Seymour Putter at the courthouse of Duke Kurad at Sacrine Keep on the 2nd of Nighthall. Failure to respond in person will result in legal consequences. Sincerely, lead scribe Amanda Bland, Ministry of Revenue, Duchy of Kurad. Yeah, I guess I guess uh, <clears throat> Sid just puts all of his belongings in a little little red handkerchief and puts it on a stick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he and he looks down he looks down <coughs> at Finn and he says, "Well, that's crazier than a warlock's pack, but I guess we gotta go." I don't want that army snooping around and finding our spot. It looks like it's time for us to move on, old friend. You ready? Finn raises his weary head to lock eyes with you and blinks slowly. You know this is a... Yes, Finn. Maybe one last adventure for you, but I think it's going to be a good one. His tail almost wags (laughs) for a moment, then lays still. I just, I just like give him a pet as some hair comes off as I <laughs> his mangy <laughs> his mangy coat. Yes. Uh-huh. As you prepare, wrap up your belongings and set off towards Crustia, some some miles down the road. We find ourselves panning over to <coughs> and it's a villa. In the Upper East Side of Crustia, a large walled mansion with tropical trees and vast pools for swimming. We move from the the main house, panning over to a modest pool house of three rooms, indoor plumbing, central heating. Uh, This is the Swordsway Estate. 
one second. <laughs> Get into a bang! Crack into the bang. <clears throat> Inside. This modest pool house. A Mr. Cecil rises. The clatter of, of empty bottles around him as he rises too, becoming aware of the bright afternoon sun peering in through his window. There's a knock at your door. I... Shit, 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 shit. Who, who is it? Bruh, it's oh, Chet. Fuck. Goddamn, Chet, fucking dickhead. What do you want, Chet? Bro, uh, there's like someone here to see you? No one knows I'm here. There's no one here to see me. Uh, oh, you know I'm here. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. There's someone here to see you. Some weird dude with a hat. Fuck, 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 fuck. They found me. Okay, I'll, I'll be right there. I get up and drag my razor around my face. Does nothing. <clears throat> Still... I don't have any facial hair either, but I'll do it. <laughs> dead yeah. <laughs> Wipe a little bit of the vomit off. Okay. Peer out the door. I don't see... Alright, I don't know. Maybe. So you peer out, like, uh, looking at the front door, out the, like, a window off to the side or something. You peer out, and uh, you see this, this tall, lanky man with a, a tall top hat. Mm. Something gaunt figure. Doesn't look like he's got the school uniform on. Hmm. No. So I go down to see who he, what he wants. <clears throat> uh, okay. You open up the front door, and this man is towering in the door frame. His hat is almost like completely out of view from the, from the doorway. He says, Are you Mr. Cecil Swordsway? Are you with the Deerfield Academy? No. Uh, who are you with? The Ministry of Revenue. Hmm, you sure you want me? Not my dad? This letter is addressed to Cecil Swordsway. Okay, that okay, being okay, you, that's me, that's me. All right, all right, all right. <clears throat> he hands you the letter. Okay. And uh, as soon as it's in your hand, he, he turns and he walks away. Oh, well, nice to meet you too. Head inside, throw the letter on the counter, go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely opened it up. <laughs> okay, you, you crack open the letter. Uh, Dear Mr. Cecil Swartzway, It is our obligation to inform you that upon the demise of Mr. Charth Varan Swartzway and Miss Babley Varan Swartzway, again, you recognize that name, Babley. That's your aunt that married some yeah. wild wood elf man. Yeah. The poor side of the family. Mm. You've co-inherited their estate and business venture. Mm, okay. Swordsway Manor and Sugar Rush Farms. Your passage aboard the good ship Lollipop to the Duchy of Kurad in the Entangled Coast has been prearranged departing from Crustia on the 19th of Uktar. The official reading of the will will be held at the office of Mr. Seymour Putter at the courthouse of Duke Kurad in Sacrine Keep on the 2nd of Nightall. Failure to respond will result in legal consequences. Sincerely, lead scribe Amanda Bland, Ministry of Revenue, Duchy of Kurad. Hmm. Sounds, sounds promising. Bro, what, what was that all about? Oh, get it. Fuck off, Chet. Doesn't, it, it was addressed to me, not you. Hey, yeah, so... I've been meaning to talk to you about something. Uh, you know, you know Darla? Yeah, I know Darla. Oh, she's so, the worst. Yeah, like, I know you don't, I know you guys don't get along, but like, me and Darla are going steady now. Oh, God, you're such an idiot, Chet. And no wonder Dad named me after him, even though I'm the youngest son. Well, it's that kind of attitude that I kind of wanted to bring up, like... <laughs> Darla's pretty sensitive, and I mean, yeah. you're not. And 
Well, I, I am sensitive, Chet. You just can't understand my needs. Well, okay, here's the deal. Mom and Dad don't know that you're living in the pool house. You better not tell them. No one knows I'm well, here. Well, I'm hoping I don't have to tell them because oh. you're going to have to kick rocks, bud. Like, Darla's moving in, and you're moving what? out. What? This is my pool house! What, what are you talking about, Chet? Yeah, well, according to Mom and Dad, it's not, so... <laughs> well, they don't even know I'm here! Darla might have said something when we had dinner over there. What? Oh my god, Jet. I can't believe you're doing this to me. Ugh. All you've ever done is ruin my life. Well, I mean, like, I can see why you're pissed and all, but, like, you're gonna have to go. I go back to my room. I'm just kind of crying slightly there. Life has been completely upended. <laughs> Look. Mom and Dad still think you're in the academy, okay? Okay, okay. And don't you tell them. I'll leave if, yeah. as long as you don't tell them that I got expelled. I, I just said that you had a, a weekend leave, and that's why you, you know you stopped by. You're not living here. There's but... no way they bought that. But all right, thank you, Chad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, like, good luck out there. Oh, you mean like right now? I don't like. We don't even get like one more night. I mean, Gee, okay, okay. All right, like, fine. Whatever. I'm packing. Right. Still love you, bro. I mean, oh, God, brothers yeah, forever. Whatever, right? man. Yeah, you're all right. Well, no, you're not. You and Darla can screw off. <laughs> Darla, I hope you have children with her, and I hope she ruins your life. I mean, like, <laughs> uh, thanks. <laughs> all right. Fine. I pack up my things, I check the last bottle that was under my pillows, there's nothing in it. <laughs> As you're like packing up your things, you grab your um, crystal communicator. Yeah, it's got a crack screen. It has a crack, a crack <laughs> across it. But through the crack you can see that you have um, several missed messages from mom. And uh, it, Mom's name in the screen is Petunia, parentheses, tuna. So I swear. <laughs> Um, like, all of them are just like, where are you? I haven't heard from you. Please call me back. Uh, Chet said that you're, you were in town. Um, <laughs> fucking Chet in his big mouth. <laughs> Hope all is well. Um, paid, paid yourself, or your crystal feeds yeah, I, this I wasn't gonna pay it. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Love you. Hope to see a report card soon. <laughs> Okay, so on my crystal communicator, I want to take a selfie <laughs> of me in the pool house. Mom, just back uh, for the long weekend, entering um, some pretty intense studies coming up. Don't know how how much uh, communication I'll be in over the next mm, three weeks. Thanks a lot. Send money. Love, Cecil, little dick. <laughs> little dick. <laughs> Little dick. Well, is that your nickname? Well, I'll get there. It's a backstory to everything. No, the back. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. So, why don't you guys uh, roll me another d20 to see who arrives down at the docks first? 16. Cecil. I'm surprised by that. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to get a 22. Are you surprised by the roll? No, I'm surprised that Cecil would be there first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got to get out of there. Like, Chet screwed everything up. Totally. <laughs> Cecil, you find yourself down at the foggy docks on the morning of the 19th of Uktar. Several large ships around the dock uh, one of which the small a smaller ship um, give me another bang bang break bang break let's roll for bangs There's a, we're down to d4 well one. about one <laughs> that one <laughs> black cherry vanilla black cherry vanilla <laughs> woo alright these things really go through you yeah the first pour is so hard. 
Oh, here, go low. I got this. <sighs> All right. I already forgot about the swearing thing. <laughs> I'm not too worried about it. We'll figure out where we're at with it. It kind of works with the, like, useless noble. Yeah, and I kind of like thinking more about it. It's like, fuck, we're going to be raunchy. Let's be honest with ourselves. (laughs) There's no way we can control that. We'll be too busy just trying to have a good time, you know? (coughs) (coughs) The 19th of Uptar. Yeah, which would be like about... November. Oh, okay. So it's around now. Um, kind of weather. Um, so we find ourselves down at the dock. Several large ships are being loaded and unloaded with goods. You see one ship in particular, a smaller ship. The back nameplate on it reads, The Good Ship Lollipop. The ship itself seems to be uh, sturdy, but in a bit of disrepair, uh, barnacles on the hull, and peeling paint job. Across the dock you see a large vessel, and being loaded onto this large vessel are mostly men, humans, mostly in chains. Large chain gangs being loaded up the gangplank and into this vessel. You would know that it's pretty common practice for <clears throat> criminals to be shipped out for cheap labor down south. They're probably headed to the Sacrum Farms. Sacrum Farms. Um, which, going forward, I'll be referring to as Candy Cane. <laughs> I'll make a note. Yeah, make a note. Yeah, you might forget that one. Candy cane. <clears throat> That's the only note I have so far. <laughs> You're looking at the D is so jarring. <laughs> looking up at the good ship Lollipop, there's a large, a long, narrow gangplank leading onto its main deck, and there you see the silhouetted figure of a man with a large tricorner hat and a feather coming out of it. He's got an eye patch, a hooked hand, and two peg legs that he's balancing on. It's Rufio. <laughs> Old Rufio. What do you do? Um, well, I was supposed to go to the lollipop, or I was supposed to go somewhere to uh, hear the will reading. Are yeah, the- so the you're gonna get. The idea was uh, you're gonna board the ship, and it will take you down uh, down for south. the will reading. Yes, so the it. will reading itself will be at the um, courthouse of Duke Kurad. Got it. At, in Sacrine Keep. And there's like a lot of people around, or yeah, it's like a hustle and bustle around. There's um, there's a lot of little stands um, with hot tea and sugar. Fresh sugar from this uh, entangled coast, as well as like little uh, like candy, candies and uh, sweets being sold there. I want to go to one of these little tea shops that I can see the the, the good ship lollipop and just kind of keep an eye on it, see what the deal is. It, it looks way too beat up for something I want to be on, but my dad might not ever suspect me to board something like that, so. <clears throat> awesome. Uh, so you approach a tea vendor, and uh, he says, "Hot tea, sir. Hot tea." Mm, yes, 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 yes. Hot tea. Ah, and he pours you up a glass there, or a little cup. And he says, "How many lumps would you like?" I uh, make it six. Uh, yes, and uh, he dumps six lumps of sugar into your tea, and he says, "That will be six coppers, my friend." Six coppers. Make it seven. <laughs> and he, he gives you another uh, half lump, and he takes your seven, okay. seven coppers. Um, 
Meanwhile, approaching the dock, Mr. Sid Veranda. You see the, the low-hanging fog as you make your way down to this gritty underbelly of the city. You've never liked spending much time here, uh, but it's not an unfamiliar place to you. You have come through Crustia several times in your military career and outside of your military career. You see those prisoners being loaded above, upon that ship, as well as... Um, <clears throat> give me a perception check. Hmm. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Um, on the main street that goes along the, the waterfront there, you see a well-dressed, aristocratic man, a human, pot-belly. Um, he's laughing boisterously as he's throwing copper coins on the street and watching these children squabble and fight over the copper coins. And it's um, actually led to um, these, these kids full out fighting each other over these copper coins as he just laughs and laughs uh, watching the urchins squabble. You see huge crates of sugar being offloaded with a crane from one vessel and loaded onto these carts that head up into town. While next to it, waiting to be loaded, are huge crates with the emblem of the military on them. You see the ship, the good ship Lollipop, in somewhat disrepair. And uh, what do you do? I think just being in the city kind of gives Sid a sinking, kind of dark feeling in his stomach, seeing the the criminals getting loaded on like slaves to the ship and the aristocrat throwing coins to children and laughing. Sid uh, just thinks to himself how much he hates being in the city. And he... Uh, kind of looks over at the aristocrat and looks over at Finn and he says, you know what to do, boy. And uh, Finn runs over and kind of stands behind the aristocrat and uh, uh, sorry, I'm getting Finn and Sid mixed up. Sid goes up and he just kind of gives the guy a big shove and the guy (laughs) falls over Alright, uh, roll me in attack oh, roll to see if you're shoving. Oh man. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, uh, 14. 14. You go up, <clears throat> and that beats his dexterity save. Uh, you push him, and he stumbles backwards. Whoa! And falls over. His, uh, the coins in his hands go flying uh, all around him. The urchins just swarm this guy. You can't even see him after a second. It's these kids' little grubby hands like all over him. And then the crowd of kids disperse. And he's laying there. His pants and boots, his shirt, his jewelry. Everything has been pulled from his body uh, by these grubby little kids. And he's damn near naked as he scrambles to his feet, embarrassed. Uh... I'll have your head for this one! As he's covering his body and, and fleeing up the hill. Uh, Sid leans in and he grabs him by the neck and he says, You're what's wrong with this goddamn world. And you will not have my head for this. Because if you speak of this, I'll end it. <clears throat> Go ahead and roll me an intimidating check. Yeah, yeah, with advantage. Oh, uh, three. Uh, three. Oh, right. Thirteen plus fifteen. He he trembles and quakes, and um, he turns and he he just starts running away uh, for the hills. 
Back to the Upper East Side, where he's probably from. Sid pulls out a little kipper fish and hands it to Finn, and he's like, good, good job, boy. <laughs> Finn takes the kipper fish. <laughs> Do I see all this? Yeah, you're sitting at the tea stand, and you, you witness all that go down. Yeah, I make a mental note, having noticed that this weird dude just took advantage of someone far beneath my natural-born stature. Maybe he'd be a little leery around him. <laughs> Watch that mangy dung. <laughs> God, I can all smell it from here. <sighs> yeah, he does smell. <laughs> he smells great to me, but it's to like everyone else, it's just like smell. walking death. <laughs> oh. Oh. <clears throat> it smells great to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's sweet musky old dog <laughs> no thank you um let's see so I assume at some point soon you guys board the ship <clears throat> who boards the ship first I think I just head towards the ship after that interaction I'm finishing my tea um <clears throat> okay so Sid, as you head up the gangplank, you see that silhouette of that um, seaworthy fellow <laughs> with the hook hand and the tricorner <laughs> hat. He says, Yar, welcome aboard. Well, hello there, Fran. And by whom do I have the pleasure? Well, they call me, uh, we, I'm Sid, and uh, this is my best friend Finn right here. Now, Finn... Behave. And he uh, pulls a manifest and unrolls it. Ah, yes, right here. Sid Veranda. That's the one and only. That's me. Unfolding with a hook. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Just like ripping it. I'm just like hung up on this character. Uh, Well, I'll be your captain. Captain Dolph Mankind. Captain Dolph, pleasure. I wasn't informed that you'd be bringing a companion as he looks down to Finn. Uh, Unfortunately, it would be a a five silver charge for animals aboard for the trip. Oh, that's fair. Uh, Flip him five silver. He uh, he somehow swipes it with his hook <laughs> into it. It's like magnetic. Yeah, it's like a magnetic <laughs> hook, but it only, only attracts on gold. Silver, right? <laughs> yeah. Only precious only, metals, yeah, yeah. and it hooks onto the precious metals, and he deposits it into a coin purse on his side. <coughs> and he says, "Our, you'll be sleeping in the down in the main deck, towards the stern of the ship. That's where your quarters will be." You'll be on the starboard side. Alright, friend. Well, maybe I'll go get cozy and comfy. Alright. Uh, sorry. Port side. Alright. Got my ports and starboards mixed up. <laughs> You'll be on the port side of the ship. Alright. I guess I'll head on that direction. Um,. I think Finn has like some serious eyes for this guy's peg legs, though. Like he just thinks it's a stick. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like trying to pull him away from He's, like, like sniffing at this yeah, guy's peg legs. Like no, it's normal, man. Leave him alone. Leave about, him alone. I'm about to go in for like a nibble. Yeah. <laughs> Finn, like, leave it. Flop. Finn, <laughs> come on now. He's got no teeth though. <laughs> yeah, it's just gumming it. He says, "Uh, the captain, Dolph Mankind, calls out, <laughs> Mister Steves." As this like short little man uh, with a like a striped wet white striped shirt, <laughs> it's like a little like a cut a little too high, so he's always hanging out of it. Like comes up, hi Captain, show Mister Veranda to his quarters. Yes, sir. And uh, Mister Steves leads you down the stairs. Down in the lower deck, there's crates and barrels of various things. Some, some of them have the emblem of uh, the military on them, but others uh, emblems of other trading companies. It leads you past this little maze of crates uh, to a big wooden door and he opens it up 
and in the back there's this little cabin with some hammocks on either side, two hammocks on either side, one over the other. And he points to um, <coughs> it'd be the right hand side for you coming in from that door. Points at the bunks there, or the hammocks rather, and he says, uh, the, uh, this, these will be your, your quarters here. Uh, I'll let you choose between upper and lower. That is, uh, it's on you. Um, you will be sharing this cabin with two other, excuse me, three other um, passengers. Uh, I'll let you get settled while I, I head back upstairs and await the others. Thanks, Fran. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think Sorry. I think Sid like takes off his cape, which is essentially just like a roll of sod, and just like sets it on the ground. <laughs> Because like he wants to sleep in the forest wherever he goes, and yeah. he just like plops, he like picks up Finn and puts him in the top hammock. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "That's your spot, boy." <laughs> Mr. Cecil, hmm, you board the ship. By God, man, you have no feet. <laughs> observant one we have here. Captain Dolph Mankind at your service. <laughs> to whom do I have the pleasure? Ah, good morning, Captain. My name is Cecil Richard Alabaster Bertram Swordswear. Son of Richard Swordswear. <laughs> he uh, unfurls his manifest. And there's this, like, tab that, like, slides out, like, folds out further to, like, hold your full name on there. So it's, like, this little strip that extends out the side of the paper. Uh, ah, yeah, here we are. Uh, to be expected. Uh, you'll be down in the, the main deck. The <clears throat> lower deck, excuse me, to, uh, to the stern of the ship. Uh, Mr. Steve's here. We'll show you to your quarters. Well, hello, Mr. Steves. I hear you'll be showing me to my private cabin. Lead on, good sir. <laughs> and uh, you see Mr. Steve looks a little nervous as he uh, says, um, uh, hey, yes, yes, of course. Pri <laughs> uh, private cabin, huh? Mm. Well, um, and he leads you down the stairs to the Do lower deck. you smell deck. that? It's Does it always smell like this below deck? It smells terrible, <laughs> yeah. It's like this like damp, mess, musty <clears throat> sort of moldy smell down here. And dying dog. And you definitely smell. <laughs> He's not dying yet, alright? <laughs> the, the musk of, a, of an old mutt. He leads you to that large, those large doors that lead to that back cabin. He opens the door. Oh, uh, it's even worse in here! <laughs> the, Open a portal! <laughs> he points to the port side, where you see a man, an elven man, laying on what appears to be a uh, wad of dirt on the I, floor. <clears throat> Excuse me, Mr. Stevens, but this isn't a private cabin. Yeah, um, I, you are correct, Mr. Swordsway, but, um, alas, uh, these are the prearranged quarters. Uh, I'm afraid that our private cabins are booked solid. There must be some sort of whole mistake here. <sighs> well, I'll meet with the captain and uh, I'll explain your displeasure in the accommodations and see if we can't arrange something else. Ah, please do, sir. Make haste about it. Uh, you get the feeling that he's just brushing you off to get out of this room, but uh, he heads up, up the stairs and closing the door behind him. There's this awkward moment of silence uh, as you two meet for the first time. So I guess I'll just choose one of these for until they sort out my cabin. <laughs> Sid jumps up and thrusts out his hand and says, Sid Valerian, how you doing, Fran? Yes, okay, nice to meet you too. What brings you on this beautiful ship of ours? Mm, you know, just uh, getting out. Spread my wings a little. Well, 
That's lovely, friend. Why Bless have you heart. brought in the forest onto the ocean? I don't understand this. Well, I see comfort in all the green and earth of this world, and I bring it wherever I go. This is my lucky sod. <laughs> oh, I haven't introduced you to my friend. This is Ben. My you, oldest friend. You, you're sure you're not a homeless person? You have the pack and the rotting animal and the forest floor with you. Well, I've never really needed a home. I'm always on the move. Every tree stump and dirt pile is well, what I call philosophical home. philosophical of you. Is this common to all you wood elf types? Uh, yeah, it sure is. Are you one of them fancy high elves? <laughs> Are you one of them fancy boys? I'm pretty sure that is obvious. <laughs> you do look quite fancy. <laughs> Shiny, even. Yes, yes, yes. So I'll just be over here. Hmm. What, what, what brings you to this boat? There doesn't seem to be any stumps about. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't quite have room to bring my lucky stump. Um, but uh, I am uh, just uh, going to seek an inheritance that I actually received from my inheritance. Is it my cousin? Would it be my cousin? Um, your uncle? uncle. It'd be both of our uncles, technically. Your um, so yours, yours by blood, mine by marriage. Your uncle by blood, your aunt by blood. Yeah, and then yeah. Mm. And what's my uncle's name? Your uh, uncle's name is Charth. Charth. And the uh, auntie, what was it? Betty. Babbly. 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 <laughs> my uncle Charth actually sent me a letter. Charth, it's your uncle. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, I always thought his name was Garth. I've been pronouncing it wrong all these years. But, uh, yeah, he, uh... Apparently I'm getting a little bit of land. Uncle Charth married to Babbly Swordsway? The one and only. My aunt, Babbly Swordsway. Your aunt? Your aunt? My, my auntie. Yes. Friend, that makes us family! Oh, fucks. <laughs> Yes, we simply must see someone about this. There's got to be a mistake. Sid just gives you the biggest hug, oh using his druid bearish strength. I can strength. feel the stink getting into my pores. I will never let go, friend. Oh, I haven't seen oh, family please, in so please, long. Please, sir, let go. <laughs> even, even Finn gets a little excited and comes, oh, God. And comes a little closer. It just licked me. <laughs> Oh, he likes you, friend. He doesn't like everyone. <laughs> Especially wonder, not you fancy boys. I wonder why I killed him. So, now that we're related, I, I, I regret to inform you, but that inheritance is mine, so perhaps you should get off now. Did you receive a letter as well? I did. I surely did. Let me see your letter. Uh, well, what good would that do to you who can't read? <laughs> there, there. Oh, I can read, friend. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, a little bit. <laughs> I read good. <laughs> I read quite well oh. <laughs> for my wood elf kind. Well, well, so. Show me the letter. What? No, you show Let's me your letter. Let's get to the bottom of this. You show me your letter. I hold up my letter. Hmm. Oh, yes, I can see. This clearly looks like a forgery, and I whip mine out. This is what the actual letter looks like. They're exactly the same. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Well, if we're going to be stuck in here together, we might as well uh, try and overcome these differences. At least until I take control of the sugar fields. Candy cane, excuse me. Fran, you know what this means, though. Mm, that you're just going to hang out and I'm going to win a couple coin off you for a little bit? No, it means we're partners. Oh, God, you know that word, too. Okay. Partners, and I hold oh, out my yes. hand. Yes, partners. There, there, I pat you on the shoulder. <laughs> I come in for another hug. Okay, partners, partners, partners! <laughs> partners is, partners for now. We'll reevaluate once we get to the reading of the will. <laughs> 
down. Bang down. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> okay. I'm really excited to try the next flavor. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, I can eat the next flavor. Sure, <laughs> Is there any more of that sour? The E E E A A aminos. Mm-hmm. Who knows what that really means? Um. So as you guys are sort of getting to know each other a little bit here, the door to the cabin opens up, and you see the silhouette of uh, a hunched-over old man as he, with his cane, sort of lurches into the room, looking around. (laughs) Followed behind him is this um, tall, burly young man. With just like the ever so slightest like underbite and tiny little fangs coming up like they're like tusks almost just the slightest bit, you get the impression that his that this younger man might be uh, orc blooded of sorts, uh, probably less than half, but a little orc blood nonetheless. <sighs> Cabin mates, <laughs> he says. Ahoy, friends! <clears throat> Hello, friends! And, uh, this is the old man talking. You can pick that up. Uh, my name's Otto! As he comes up to you and reaches out a, a, a knobbly, bony hand. Uh, nice to meet you. This is my grandson, Wally! Friend, we don't shake here. We hug. And I go in for a hug. Uh, you... Feel his like feather lightweight, like just bones and skin of a body, almost like creaking underneath you, your soft embrace. <laughs> Affectionate, are we? Oh, yes, sure. yes, yes, yes. He does that a lot. I can't quite figure it out. Uh, Cecil, it's always way. Nice to meet you, sir. It's a pleasure. Top hammock. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the top hammock contains that mes- that gross mutt in it currently. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a <bad> spot, <laughs> As you go to re- hop up to the top hammock, uh, this overwhelming musk is... Oh, your face. Uh, and there lies Finn, the old greyhound. Oh, God. I think he doesn't really trust anybody of noble blood either, so I'm sure he's letting out a little bit of a... Growl. <laughs> Wait, did you name the dog after Estelle's dog? <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. So you see that um. Uh, the expression on Otto's face sort of dampens a little bit as he realizes. You guys have taken the port side bunks. Oh. Oh. And uh, he holds his tongue as he moves over to the starboard side with his silent grandson. What is it, friend? Oh, oh no, it's nothing. Uh, don't worry about it. it it's, it's all right. It's all right. It seems like something's wrong. Well, I was kind of hoping that I would maybe get the, the port side and to, well, this might be my last trip down to the Entangled Coast. I was hoping to watch the land go by as I went out oh, the port. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I think this might be Finn's last trip, too, so I'm going to give him the, the window seat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I mean, you guys can share. Top bunk! I take the top bunk on the starboard side. <laughs> okay, so to get this correct, uh, over here on that's the biggest marker I've ever seen. Yeah, you've got like your your bunks, right? Bottoms and tops. Uh, the dog fin. Is up there. Cecil. Let's see. Hi, Al. There you go. 
It's important to get the spelling correct. He's there. Video. Um, where's Sid? On the floor. Yeah. Yeah, he's like on the floor under, under. Uh, leaving, leaving this hammock with you under it open, <laughs> and this hammock here, um, open. So he says, "Oh well, uh, if no one's taking that hammock over there, I'll, I'll, I'll sit there." He takes the the hammock underneath Finn and his grandson, who introduces himself as Wally. Oh, Wally, I must ask, was it your mother who was adventurous or your father? <laughs> I, I don't know what you mean. You know, the... Uh, never mind. <laughs> uh, as he, he, like, blushes a bit, and he looks, like, um, a bit ashamed that you even brought it up. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go up on deck, gentlemen. <laughs> as, you, as you head up on deck, you can see that there is um, more people coming aboard the ship. You see a, a man with a spindly waxed mustache uh, and these robes with like moons and stars all over it um, boarding the ship. And behind him, he has this big burly guy with this huge battle axe behind him. And behind that guy is this elven dude with bright red chainmail on. Um, and you see them talking to the captain. Are you trying to listen in yeah. to what they're saying? Go ahead and roll me a perception check <clears throat> as you try and eavesdrop on the conversation. What's that? Uh, four. Four? Your perception's not great, huh? It doesn't look that way. I got okay. a negative one to it. <laughs> Great. I love it. I'm not, not very perceptive rogue. Um, <laughs> Sly, uh, sorry, excuse me. Um, the man of the robes introduces himself as Sly the Medium and his companions Brule and Torvik. Uh, behind those guys, there's like five other dudes in very like That's commoner's cool. clothing. Um, you hear, yeah, you heard him introduce himself as Sly the Medium, Brule, and Torvik, as well as his companions, Selnon, Surthmis, Otik, Grenak, and Enk. Jesus. Whoa. Um, you overhear that they are going to be taking the forecastle cabin which is off of the main deck on the top of the ship here, um, through these doors. Uh, Sly the Medium and his companions begin dragging their belongings. Um, the underlings that I've named, uh, those guys in commoner's clothing, they're all carrying like these big uh, chests and trunks. Uh, Sly the medium is carrying absolutely nothing but himself as he's um, forcing all these other guys to, to move these things around. Um, you're upstairs watching that. Meanwhile, downstairs, Otto um, is like arranging his, his trunk and he opens it up and he turns to you, Sid, and he says, uh, could I interest you in a butterscotch? <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Hands you a... It's the opposite of a Werther's original. <laughs> a lint-covered butterscotch. <laughs> and, uh... He says, uh, I, I don't... I don't take this the wrong way, but I couldn't help notice the way that you hold yourself. army by chance that was that was a a lifetime ago friend I don't like to speak of those times I understand I too was in the army once are you I uh, yes I spent a long time down in the entangled coast many years ago oh 40 years now since I've been there last 
I helped establish Southport. You know, when I first got there, it was nothing but a couple of stumps and a fire pit. <laughs> All you had was a Q-tip and a dagger? Well, practically, <laughs> I mean, it's, you learn to live off the land when you're that far from home for that long. I agree, friend. <clears throat> I do love living off the land, as you can see, my lucky sod. Yeah, I do see. I can understand the attachment to your homeland and the forest. I spent a long time in them jungles. I miss the smell, the rains, the sugar cane, candy cane. <laughs> I mean, I met the love of my life down in those woods. Did you, Grant? In the jungles of the entangled coast. Yes! Wally's grandmother. A beautiful woman she was. Wild and untamed. Skin gray like the rocks. And hair all over her body. <clears throat> Sid's at half mass right now. Yeah. She was stronger <laughs> than an ox. And twice as beautiful. <laughs> I abandoned my post to be with her, you know. I spent many years in those woods with her. She bore me a child, a son. But that was all taken away from me one horrible night. I was out picking candy cane for our candy cane stew. <laughs> Soldiers came in the night and found her. He goes silent as he looks out the porthole at the, the, the foggy docks beyond. Well, she's no more longer with us. I have taken my grandson to the north, back to Crestia, where... I knew things would be a little better for him. But now I'm old. And I wish to return to those lands to visit the grave of my, <clears throat> my love, my sweet love, Lucia. And Wally should see the lands of his forefathers. To know what it was to live off the land in the jungle. He needs to become a man. Too long has he let his hands grow soft doing the work of... Well, he needs to learn what it means to be wild and free. S S I'm sorry. That was cool. <laughs> Sid just comes up behind the old man and embraces him. But behind her? Yeah. <laughs> Friend, I've had my fair share of loss, too. The things I saw in that war can change a man. And uh, that's that's why I left the army. I hold no rank these days. <clears throat> I'm what they call a deserter. Because I couldn't stand for the things they were doing to those orc folk and those orc children. With me, everything has balance. And that war had no balance. So I took my fin dog and I just stepped right into the woods and never came back. He like reaches back and, and holds you. <laughs> You're holding him from the back. He's oh reaching God. behind him to hold you closer to him. Oh As he's, his eyes are like still deadlocked out the porthole. And he says, Fate has a way of bringing together like souls, you know. I reach my hand out to Wally. <laughs> uh, Wally reluctantly, not making eye contact with you, <laughs> takes your hand for a moment. I come back and I open the door to let them know. I just slowly close the door and go back on deck. <laughs> Cecil, come back. We're having a moment. I'm, I'm, I am not coming back. 
<laughs> I got plenty more butterscotch. <laughs> if you can believe it, that is, uh, that's family to me over there. We're like oil and water. Family has a way of uh, testing your bounds. <laughs> oh, I love this so much. <laughs> I loved it enough that I just broke my stress ball. Come on, use stress ball. Oops. All aboard the good ship Lollipop. <laughs> Next stop. The Untangled Coast. You hear that called out over some sort of loud megaphone. Uh, and you hear like this wenching sound as the anchor begins. Oh, I guess they're they're out the dock. You hear, you hear the crew shouting back and forth as they're casting off lines and uh, shoving off from the dock. Uh... Before long, you guys are up on deck looking back and seeing the the shrinking visage of Crustia behind you as the open sea lies before you. Um, should we take a quick break? Yeah, go I got to go party. <laughs> <laughs>